Hello, welcome to The Runner on the Air. I'm Blake McKee, and I'll be hosting this episode alongside fellow podcaster, Joey Martinez. Today, we're going to be talking about the holiday guidelines that have been put in place by the California Department of Public Health, or the CDPH. We'll discuss what the guidelines entail and the general opinion on them from our fellow roadrunners. So without further ado, let's dive in. So according to the CDPH page from the California.gov website, they define a gathering as follows. Gatherings are defined as social situations that bring together people from different households at the same time in a single space or place. So now that we know what California considers to be a gathering, let's look at what the recommended limitations are during this holiday season. The CDPH has broken down the guidelines into eight subcategories, which include attendance, location, sick individuals, high-risk individuals, social distancing slash hand hygiene, face coverings, length, and singing. For attendance and location, no more than three households are allowed to meet at once. Counties in the purple tier, which stands for widespread, must meet outside. Red, orange, and yellow counties, meaning substantial, moderate, and minimal respectively, may gather indoors, although it's still highly discouraged. As of now, Kern County is now in the purple tier. If you are allowed to gather indoors, windows should be open to increase air circulation. If you're required to gather outside, you can congregate at a park. Uh, it's okay if several holiday celebrations occur at the same park, as long as the separate celebrations don't intermingle. Uh, if more than three households gather jointly at a park, you are breaking the CDPH guidelines. Furthermore, the host of each gathering should collect the names and contact info for each participant in case of a COVID contraction for tracing purposes. For sick and high-risk individuals, they are recommended not to participate in a gathering at all this holiday season. Obviously, if you're sick, stay at home and isolate. Uh, if you develop symptoms 48 hours after the gathering, you must contact the host and let the entire group know that they might have been exposed. Also, if a high-risk person decides to attend a gathering, they should shorten their visit, sit by an open window, and remain socially distanced. Plus some. So when they say, like, if an elderly person or at-risk person can be even more than six feet away from, like, others, then do it. If, if you can do 10 feet, do it. For social distancing, hand hygiene, and face coverings, these are the following requirements. There must be enough space for everyone to be six feet apart, like usual. If you are from the same household, you don't have to be distanced, though. Um, sharing of items should be to a minimum. One person should be in charge of serving, uh, and said servers should wear a mask the entire time and should sanitize their hands frequently. Um, every participant at the gathering needs to be wearing a mask as well, unless eating or drinking, and they should sanitize before eating or after sharing items. Uh, exceptions can be made for the mask rule for health reasons, if applicable. As for the length or duration of your holiday celebration, the CDPH recommends no longer than two other gatherings, so the risk of transmission is reduced. Last but not least, we have singing restrictions. If you and your family are the type to do caroling or chant sacred hymns, this will apply to you. The CDPH recommends the following. You are not permitted to sing indoors at all. 
Um, if outdoors, you may sing, but you must be socially distanced, wear a mask, and sing at a low enough volume so people don't have to shout over the singers. Instrumental music is allowed, but the musicians have to be from one of the three households. If they aren't from one of the three households, you are breaking the rules or guidelines. Also, wind instruments aren't recommended. California doesn't like wind instruments. That is the list for the holiday safety guidelines, kind of in a nutshell. Any thoughts on that, Joey? I have a few. Those are quite interesting. Um, but to add on to that, because Kern County is also in a purple tier, that means that we're actually under a curfew starting on the 21st. Um, the curfew is 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., and that is basically no one allowed to be at any gatherings, uh, supermarkets, any outlets like that. So that is for the purple tier counties in California, which also means as well, um, it is a day-by-day -day basis. They have the power to instate this. Well, I say power. They have the power to instate this every day until December 21st. So they have, you know, we could be on curfew um, for a whole month. Wow. But to add to all the things you said to everything, besides the curfew, wow, no singing, no sacred hymns. You said that, and I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> that was just such a funny way to put it. Um, well, it has that to is... be no secret hymns indoors. It has Ooh. to be outside. It has to be outside. With a mask. That is, I guess that's the COVID world we live in. <laughs> that's, um, I mean, I, I guess what I was, you can add that weirdness to the rest of the weirdness this whole entire year has been. I think the the open window, um, it's interesting as well. One of my housemates did get COVID um, and I don't have it. I took the test, everybody. Uh, and he, the doctor recommended instead of running the AC um, to open his window and have the ventilation be that. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me with the open window thing. Um, no gathering with other people from other families if it's no more than, what was the limit? So it's um, a limit of three households. Okay. So um, who varies how much is in a household? So that's what's kind of vague, which I guess that's kind of a good thing. Because for instance, if you have a, a densely packed house with seven people, that's that's your one household. But then again, if you have a grandma that lives by herself and comes over, that's a household right there. I was exactly my point. I was exactly to say that. I know a girl who has seven other siblings. Like that's one household, and then I have four grandma over here has two so like you know it varies so much because of that yeah so it had to be eclectic and that's kind of what i was getting at is if you're if you choose or if you're in a purple tier where you're supposed to do your gathering outside or outdoors you're allowed to do it at a park and there can be other families also coordinating their holiday gatherings but you can't intermingle the moment you intermingle or a fourth family uh interacts then you have broken the rules the rules Gavin Newsom rules. Well, that is interesting. I think those are, I, I think if you want my honest opinion on all these guidelines, I think it's going to be very hard for a lot of people to follow. Um, I think people have been taking COVID less seriously over this long duration of us being in a COVID world, um, especially during winter when it's supposed to be at its worst because it is cold. And, you know, I think people are just so over all this restrictions. So Personally, I think at least for Kern County, this might be pretty difficult um, just because people are going to gather. It seems like it's inevitable. So it is interesting how this will end up at the end of the uh, the end of the 21st, which is actually today to see what those um, curfews look like and everything. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's for sure going to be hard for people because like I just 
don't feel like a lot of people are going to follow them or like a lot of people may go like, okay, well, we're going to do it within the best of our abilities. But like, it begs the question of like how practical the guidelines are. Like, even if they have our our best interest in mind, um, like one of the concerns I had was like, okay, so Tehachapi is part of Kern County and it's not uncommon for them to have a white Christmas. So they're basically saying like, when it's freezing outside you have to have your windows open and really so that, oh so yeah that, you're right it does snow up there so that's one of those things where i'm like no one's gonna do that yeah and not to be a rebel but also kind of begs the question of like okay well like who's gonna enforce this like are police officers gonna be like patrolling around and like mm. evicting people from the parks and like <laughs> hey go home and have fun with your family and like are they gonna like tackle people if they're singing at an above speaking level oh no you're gonna have to be six feet right well you have to be six feet apart with a mask on <laughs> when you're singing and at a low volume because the idea is that if you have to talk over someone then you're like exerting more speech and more air because it, mm-hmm. it requires air in your lungs and diaphragm whatever to speak so like oh that's more chance of like producing more little micro water droplets or saliva droplets from your mouth and which is like i i get the thought process but as soon as you said that i swallowed i was like oh yeah but yeah it you know it kind of begs the question like is this going to be enforced like we we already have a history in kern county with um residents not being fond of the guidelines and also law enforcement not necessarily like enforcing the guidelines mm-hmm um, from what from a, a source I heard, uh, a private source, I've heard that like literally the Kern County uh, Police Department was like, yeah, we're not doing anything about this. I was about to mention that as well for another county. Ventura County tweeted this. Their police retweeted this. Um, not retweeted, tweeted. And I saw it on a retweet. And it was essentially saying, um, I wish I had it up right now, but it's saying that even though these are the rules that Governor Newsom has said, they will not be enforcing their curfew because they are also in a purple tier county in yeah. Ventura. Uh, they will not be enforcing the rules, but they will be checking to see everything else uh, are following uh, COVID guidelines. So essentially what things have been for the last few months already. Um, okay. Probably more so, very restricted since um, since all those guidelines you told me, but it's probably going to be less so on the curfew side of things. I don't really think most people are going to take the curfew seriously, which is weird because you know today is the first day of it. Um, I already have some opinions on that from some CCB students, but you know, it, it, it feels as though this is, you know, may have been like a over an overstep, an over thing to do. Perhaps, you know, and also makes me think like I have a roommate who works at a, a construction company and where he, he has to wake up at sometimes at three in the morning to like get to the job site at five. So like he has to break the curfew to be in, at work on time. That's so weird. Yeah. But I see, here's the thing. He's going to leave and hopefully, and more than likely he won't get in trouble for that. Right. You know? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, and I want to reiterate that like, like, yes, like I do believe that the guidelines are in the best interest of the people. Like they're, they're just trying to uh, equip the people of California or how to be best safe and kind of just give some advice, although we're calling it guidelines and the words like prohibited are used. <laughs> you make it seem, yeah, that's exactly like how it's it's kind of put like, it's supposed to be like, hey, we're here to help you out, but this is also like, 
you know, there's a strict limit to like what that is to be helping you out. But, you know, it has been COVID everywhere. So it is kind of, it is kind of making sense, you know? Yeah. So it'll be like, okay, so it's, it's natural air. You're getting uh, ventilation. Uh, Airflow is always good. Having stagnant air, that's, you know, higher chance of um, the contagion or a higher contagion rate or whatever. Um, so like there, there is a thought process behind these rules and obviously with like, okay, don't share items and like, don't swap fluids and, uh, <laughs> you know, don't share a, don't share eggnog or <laughs> like there, there's some obvious ones yeah, in there. Grab your cousin's leftover turkey. Cause they're definitely not going to eat it <laughs> with your bare hands. Yeah. With your bare hands, wear gloves, desanitize the turkey, please with a wipe. <laughs> okay. That's a bit much. But... No, that's on the, that's on the guidelines, right? No, I'm just kidding. The Clorox wipe on the turkey. <laughs> the Clorox, right? I have one right next to me just in case. <laughs> we based it in Clorox and bleach. The turkey? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That, <laughs> they cook it just in the base. Oh man. I'd eat it. Anyway. Any, anyway. <laughs> uh, so um, at this time, we'd like to transition to the next part of the segment where we're going to let you guys hear from CHUB students on how they feel about the CDPH guidelines uh, and the curfew. First up, we have CHUB student Caitlin Gallegos from the English program. This is what she had to say in concern to the guidelines. After looking at it, did you did you feel like these guidelines were practical, like on a state level? I think they have the right intentions, you know, uh, with like don't social gathering, even though, you know, for so many years, 20 years, they've been like promoting social gatherings for Thanksgiving, go see your family, Christmas, go spend Christmas with your family and like Friendsgiving, where if you don't have family, go with friends. Sure. And, I don't think people are ready to stop doing that. And I, I worry that no one's going to listen to the, to the uh, tips. And I've been posting them on my social platforms. Mm -hmm. And I've had like one person comment, like, who are you to tell us what to do? And I was like, well, your government's telling you, I'm just putting it out there. Right. I think you should, you know, do it not for yourself, but for others whoever you're whoever you know may be infecting others and putting them at risk yeah totally it's it's definitely a touchy subject there's a lot of people who feel like you know to to tell people how to celebrate their holidays is Mm -hmm. like a breach on their constitutional rights or they'll say like hey like it's against the law to make me wear a mask even if you're not at risk there may be others around you and your surroundings whether it be your neighbor or your family, or just someone at the grocery store who may be at risk. So therefore, like to take these proper uh, protocols, it's just kind of like the respectful and just like the the right thing to do just to think about others, courteous, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Would you argue that you feel like these are uh, necessary, although strict? Um, necessary? Yeah, I do believe it's necessary to like uh, let some airway through by opening the windows and I don't know, doors, I wouldn't keep my doors open, but the windows in my house. Um, Don't share utensils or drinks with anyone. I wouldn't do that anyways. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) It's, yeah, I think it's kind of fair. Wash your hands, stay home if you're sick. I think if anything, most people don't want to wear a mask when they're in a household. Right, or maybe just around like, people kind of have the idea like, oh, if I'm in public, then I wear the mask. But like, if I'm with family, you don't think of that as public. 
you think of that as a little more private. So maybe it's not as like intuitive to wear the mask. Yeah. Um, how do you personally feel about the three household limit for um, these uh, holiday gatherings? Um, I thought it was if we were in like the purple tier, then we wouldn't be able to have anyone in our house. So with purple tier, you can have gatherings, but they have to be outdoors. And it would be at a max of three? Three households. Yeah. Which means more than three people. If you had a household of five and a household of two and a household of one, like you'd add those up. And my household of like seven, that's already too many people. So if I had my household of seven Uh plus my uh, Thea's household of five, or she's actually got seven too because she has triplets and twins too. Yeah. So hers household of seven and then another household of, I don't know, four, that's already past like what I think 10 should be the limit. Okay. So you're saying like, um, for instance, like even though you'd be within the three household limit, you wouldn't have an adequate amount of spacing to do the social distancing. Yeah. Okay. Because it also does mention in the guidelines that if you are from the same household, you don't necessarily have to social distance because obviously you live with each other and breathe the same air. But yeah. it's the, the six foot um, social distancing would apply to different households or if you were elderly at, or at risk, then like they recommend like just keeping a distance from absolutely everyone or remaining outside. But so like, do you feel like these guidelines will require your family to gather outside this holiday season? Uh, my family, they don't like the cold, so they wouldn't be outside. They just, uh, they would only be outside if there was a bonfire, but they, my relative recently got rid of it. So I don't Uh, see them going outside at all. I do know that they're fighting a little bit about uh, who should come to Thanksgiving with my Thea. My Thea Sophie makes like the best turkey. Right. Uh, But her son has asthma, I think, or he has uh, something else that makes him uh, at risk for COVID. Okay. So she was only inviting like, I guess like one household. Just select persons. Yeah, and so it's a little bit of an argument there too. I can under- I can see how that could lead to some family tensions, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, she's taking care of her household and looking after yeah. her family. That's good. Yeah, it's not her fault. She just makes really good food. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> There's always leftovers, though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess another question I'd have for you is because you brought up the issue of. Gathering outside may not be a solution for your family due to the cold, even if it's in Bakersfield. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, for instance, Tehachapi, which is also in Kern County, if, if you were in Tehachapi, it's not uncommon to have a white Christmas where it's snowing. You have a couple inches of snow. And, like, in that scenario, you know, it makes you think to yourself, like, well, are you telling people that like live up in the mountains where it's snowing that they have to gather outside and they have to have their windows open where it's like freezing temperatures outside yeah i can see that so <laughs> I, you know i like you said that these guys these uh, guidelines have been put in place are just in the best interest of like just public health but um there are some scenarios where some could argue hey maybe this isn't practical for my particular situation or i'm incapable of following them Mm-hmm. but as long as you're doing your best to like follow some of them yeah sounds better than nothing right yeah 
And to follow up on that, um, I interviewed both Benjamin D. Shields and Josh Lopez about the curfew. So Benjamin D. Shields mentioned. So what are your opinions on Governor Newsom's new 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew that's going into effect starting uh, the 21st? Well, as far as curfews and kind of lockdowns go, I feel like that's not a bad time. I feel like by about 10 o'clock, that's when everyone's kind of already in bed and winding down from the day. And, you know, no one's really out moving about and interacting with others. So, Yeah, I kind of feel the same since it's quarantine. People are already used to shorter days, staying in more often anyway. So the timing is kind of like somewhat fair, somewhat kind of weird too. Yeah, and especially because it's still kind of close to the time change. So people, they just kind of get tired earlier and they're just already indoors and in bed quicker. That's a good point. Do any of these changes, if they were to continue, let's say up until Thanksgiving Day and Black Friday and the whole weekend, do you think that's going to affect any of your Thanksgiving plans that you and your family have? Oh, no. Um, I kind of I kind of just do all my shopping online at this point. So I don't, I don't even like going out because of the pandemic. And uh, no, my family didn't really have plans to get together anyway, so we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have trouble like going back home after dinner or anything like that. And then CCB student Josh Lopez said that. What are your opinions on Governor Newsom's new um, curfew that's going out on the 21st from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m.? Uh, I think I'm against just by its nature, like the authoritarianism of it, the fact that the government's trying to tell us what to do, but. At the same time, I don't. I kind of don't think the government should do stuff like that if there's not a good reason for it. And I feel like a curfew of 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. is just a kind of weird window to where if we're still all going out and grocery shopping and stuff during the day and just going about our lives and running into other people, I think that the curfew doesn't really seem like it solves the problem of the virus spreading. Oh, that's a good point. So do you think any of these, like, shutdowns, if it continues from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., do you think that's going to interrupt any of your plans for Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I usually get my family together and we all meet up every every other every other year. We all get together and do a Thanksgiving together. And this was supposed to be one of those years, but we're not going to be able to now just because the gathering size restrictions and stuff like that. And just not wanting to leave out of town and go visit each other in other cities. Does this affect your plans for Thanksgiving? Not really. Um, my, my Thanksgiving plans are to go up to Taft to my mom's ranch. And um, that's kind of where the majority of people are gathering. Uh, the the only thing that's going to be different, quote unquote, is that my Aunt Deanna may not come just because she was saying, oh, like, depending on how things go, we don't want to put uh, my grandma at risk. Who she Because she has lupus, uh, which, oh, is, yes. which is basically like a uh, immune system like killer. So, like, whenever she gets, like, a, like the flu, she's gotten the flu, like, every other year, and it's always just, like, really, really, really close, you know? No, yeah, that's that's really scary, especially with that. that like, that's such a, you know, common thing. Yeah. So, um, with that, my Aunt Deanna may not come, just because she'll be like, hey, we just want to look out for Grandma, and it depends on how we're feeling, which, like, I totally respect, and... uh even if, um, like, if my grandma were to be like, hey, like, I, because it's a lot of people, I'd feel comfortable if you wear a mask. Like, even if no one else would, I would. Just out of respect for her. Um, but if it wasn't a hard, fast rule, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I totally understand that. 
Well, yeah, I, I guess with my family, um, it's we have a small family, so it's it's just gonna be me, my two sisters who just got engaged. Woo! Won't say her name so people can go hit her up on Instagram. But um, and then you know my 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 brother and my mom and dad. It's just us and a few dogs. And unfortunately, uh, we don't really hang out with much of the family anyways. I live in town, so it's just gonna be a typical you know just us kind of Thanksgiving anyways. Nothing too bad on there with restrictions. I'm the only person who lives outside of the house. Everyone else lives there currently. One went to college in Cal Poly because of COVID. They're staying here. Um, and my sister goes to CSUB. So everyone's just at the house anyways. And no one lives outside of it but me. So I'm the only one that needs to be safe with that. And I've been being very safe. So it doesn't really affect my plans. The curfew, I hit some late night jack-in-the-boxes with some Oreo milkshakes. So that might be affecting my life in the next week. So... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. Sorry, Newsom. Sorry, Jack. My late night uh, munchy meal. It's good. Yeah, my late night munchy meal has been compromised. Thank you. Great. Thanks, California. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I want a whole turkey filled with Oreo milkshakes. No, that's disgusting. Never mind. Yeah, I think I'll take the Clorox. I'll take the Clorox turkey. Yeah. <laughs> As always, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the CUCB Runner. These were the guidelines for the holidays coming up this week. Um, just updated with the purple tier guidelines for the curfew. Hope that everyone found this insightful and helpful. This is Blake and Joe, and I hope you all have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving weekend.